What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. Fatherhood's Fatherhood's Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. Yo, Fatherhood's fam, when you're out and about with your baby and they start wilding out, what do you do? Most dudes are fumbling through the traditional baby bag their lady prepped for them, trying to find that one thing that will calm the kid down. That doesn't have to be your life. Dig no more. The firstborn diaper backpack from Fly Dad has over 21 compartments to have everything right where you need it to be for you and your baby and keeping you fly through the process. Get $20 off when you visit flydadgear.com slash fatherhoods. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? The Fatherhood Podcast, (laughs) talking some business. That's it, that's all I got, bro. Trash lyrics. That's pretty good. It's a good Beach way. Rhyme and diapers. It's a good way to intro. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? What's up, fellas? Oh yeah, episode, episode four. Yep. All right. We're in there. That's, that's pretty dope. Only, oh, only, uh, only we've heard. <laughs> that's pretty dope. <laughs> pretty fucking dope, dude. Um, uh, yo, I, I gotta tell you, I mean, we kind of talk about this offline, but um. This is very therapeutic. Have you have y'all felt the same? For sure. Yep. Yep. Like I crave it. I didn't think I was gonna get to a point where I would crave this shit. I know I'm a fucking weirdo. There Don't go. look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do we need to announce who we are every time? Is that like a uh, thing? I don't it think so. Hurt. Or do we just record it and then play it some other time? Like every time we edit the, the pod. I think um, I think after a while, people will just know our yeah, voices. Yeah, so. definitely after a while. Yeah. And maybe we'll do an introduction that just is, starts out the pot anyways. Yeah, that canned, or canned not. joint. Or not. We'll <laughs> see. Stupid. And... <laughs> um, so what's the word? Yep. What's um, the topic of the day, guys? Topic. I was th- Come on, we're supposed to get better right, as, so as episodes go by. Here's, here's what I was thinking. So we, we, we actually touched a little bit on this on maybe the second episode, second time we talked. Let's delve into the music side a little bit more. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about lyrics or do we let our kids hear what we're listening to. But um, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that. Plus, just let's talk about some songs, man. Yo, I actually, I mean... So E E posts some dope shit um, on his Instagram when he's got like music playing and, and he's got his daughter like in his lap oh, yeah. and he's making a dance or whatever. Um, but but I find it. I, I, do you get a reaction from her? So like if you go from a, an environment where there is no music or maybe not hip hop music, and you switch that on, do you feel like she vibes with it in in the least bit? I mean, she's super young right now, so to yeah. really gauge her reaction is tough. But I think she um, reacts based on my reaction. So if I'm a little bit more like happy and like into the song or whatever, you know, obviously the, the, she she does react to the sounds. 
yeah. but if you know i'm hype with her and i you know and then like i haven't done it in a couple of days but i was trying to do it like every morning you know i'm trying to make it like a little ritual where i put her you know onto some classic hip-hop stuff and um and just we just vibe out and yeah so she reacts more to me than anything <clears throat> so, so that's a ritual that you're trying to establish yeah, yeah i wanted to i wanted to be like a ritual you know kind of like you know you, you know how people say like early in the day they try to either put some music on or put something positive on like i want it to be something with her where it's like we share that moment because uh, my girl tends to go to the gym in the morning and right. it's just me and my daughter and that's you know something i'm trying to to create like you know that ritual with her where as she grows older she'll you know it'll be something that she's used to and then you know i, don't know, I want her to look back and be like oh damn you know i got put onto all these like tracks and, growing any, up with my dad any particular songs that you mm-hmm. tend to play or is it random all, all the time it's pretty random I, I found this really dope playlist on itunes um of like 80s late 80s early 90s stuff and i just go through the tracks that i like the most right now you know like run dmc stuff beastie boys um the the song that i always love and makes me feel good like in a, in a positive way is uh raw bass and easy rock um oh, yeah. it takes two like I, i'll probably play that a couple times you know like in the week with her yeah because just such a feel-good song yeah my son likes that one too <laughs> love that song you know so stuff like that you know um children's story slick rick you know obviously it's not about the lyrics it's more just about just the track and if i like it so i can dance with her and vibe with her and and just you know be cute with her i kind of i kind of like that you know i mean meditation is such a big thing now most people are trying to do that like that's a that's an interesting form of it yeah you know obviously as she gets older and maybe she starts to know the lyrics then i have to be a little careful with some of the tracks yeah but i don't know man i don't know i think i think the earlier well there's a there's a gap right so like if she's like two three you can't really explain to her you know this is what this means don't say it or right and, and again going back to our previous conversation i lean more towards the side of don't hide your kids from things but at the same token if i'm gonna be doing a ritual with her where we're gonna start you know singing lyrics and and it's like in her face i'm not gonna be like you know like fuck the police you know like like that's not necessarily <laughs> i don't want to go that far right either, you know what i'm saying that blatant with it so it's it's just you know it's it's, it's there's a lot of good tracks out there that we could listen to, no problem, all the way through. <clears throat> what about mm-hmm. you, Manny? You listen to music with your kids? I, I'm doing it more. Actually, this this podcast c- kind of gave me more of a foundation to to do it. Uh, just I, I, our discussion, actually, because I was always kind of on the fence. I I, w- I would occasionally let them listen to stuff that's not on the radio necessarily, like my my joints. And I'm a big like Jay Z fan, so. I take them through kind of some of the old albums or whatever, and we just listen. But, but I'd be very hesitant because of some of the raunchy, yeah. you know, raunchiness or whatever. Not so much the cursing, but the raunchiness. But now I feel like they they respect the you know the fact that I'm allowing them to kind of enter my world a little bit. So they're more interested in actually listening and trying to put the story together. Like you know, it makes sense in my head versus like laugh at every curse word or every you know raunchy thing that pops up right so i'm I'm slowly kind of opening the komodo you know a little bit to to get them into more stuff but but i find it difficult myself to even listen to music generally like it's it's been like the most frustrating thing because actually i went yeah 
I know. I went through a period like that, especially when you work in music. Then yeah. Oh like, no, no. I'm going. I always like through that period. have yeah. a hard time just listening as as a fan or yeah, you know, just because you're dealing with it as work. Right. But um. But yeah. like, I can't find like I want to find time in the day to just not even like catch up on new music. Just listen to the stuff that I love to listen oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd be you know, right. decades old or whatever. But yo, do you? How do y'all do it? Do y'all do it? Or are you no, same, it, same it, predicament? It gets no. What what K say is is right on point. And even now, like I told you, like that's a ritual I started, and it's been a couple of days that we haven't done it just because life gets in the way. Yeah. But also the fact of working in the industry, you kind of I don't know. You kind of want to like sometimes take a break from, or you can't. It's not that actually I want to listen to music, but it's just like even when I listen to it, it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, and I'm chasing like a feeling because that's what music does for me. And you know, it's harder and harder to to, to get that same feeling back. But there, there's just there's those days or there's that time or there's that moment. Like like I'll tell you the, the the moment that usually happens maybe at least once a week. Like I'll come back from the gym, I, I work out in the afternoon, I'll come home, and if my girl is not here and the baby's not here, um, I just crank up the music. And I sit outside, I have these rocking chairs in my backyard, you know, grab a cold drink, and I could just vibe out to music like that. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people that need to blast music. I can't, mm. I can't, I can't listen to music around people, and especially if I have to listen to it, like, all, like, hidden, contained, yeah, like, low <laughs> yeah. volume. Like, I'm, you know, people laugh at me. I tell people I have DJ ear, like, where I'm a little hard of hearing because I grew up in clubs. DJing next to speakers. If I wasn't DJing, I was right there in the front next to the speaker, so it was blasting in my ear. So I need to hear things, you know, crank the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I missed the whole experience of it. I mean, I, there's times where I just kind of crave. I think to myself because I I basically start defaulting on already curated playlists at this point. Like you know when I'm right. looking around because it's it's almost just mm-hmm. too much like to, too much to stuff, sift yeah. through. So I'm just I'm just trying to find a playlist, see a couple songs that I'm familiar with that I like, and then I'll just go into that because it's less time consuming. But what I miss is just the 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 curation, like having that time to just devote to putting together some kind of mixtape and yeah, and putting you know the the right sequencing. That whole experience is so because that's the way I used to listen to music a lot is you know either recording off the radio or you make your own mixes and then through that you then listen to those mixes over and over again that kind of thing like like i miss the i think the funnest part and especially the the generation that we kind of grew up in is discovering new music Mm -hmm. and enjoying it like it's just like you know it's just all brand new and going to the playlist thing that you said Kay, like yeah you default to playlists but what's dope about some of these playlists is that it reminds you of all these songs that you forgot about sometimes yeah when it's not just the regular, uh, you know, top 10 playlist of whatever from that year. but And they have these, gen- you're like, oh, man. And it gets you hyped. It makes you, like, remember that time when you heard that song or mm. an experience you had. And, and I, you know, when I used to live in my other spot and I had my DJ room, which now, is, now my, I have a DJ room, but it's dedicated to, to my daughter. Um, I used to love just going into, tur- just turning on my record players. And it's not necessarily about me DJing, but it's about me just going into my records and just like pulling records out randomly and being like, Oh damn. And I forgot about this joint. Oh, the B joint and just playing that Mm. and just all those feelings coming back. And that's to me at the end of the day, ultimately that's what music is about is recreating, you know, feelings and, and, and it's the soundtrack to our lives. And, and, and that's in 
bringing it back to to my daughter, that's what I kind of want to do for her, where she doesn't get it now, but maybe in the future she'll hear like this '90s or you know like '80s hip hop song and be like, it takes her to a warm place where she was just mm. hanging out with her pops, and and I want to recreate that, you know, for her in that sense. <clears throat> so what my it. son, what my son is doing now is because we've been exposing him to all kinds of music from from the start. But recently, he's taken more of an interest in. So when we're driving around, and you know, we're we have uh, playlists going, or you know, from the phone through the car. Mm. Yeah. He he now wants to grab the phone and he wants to start scrolling through to try to put pick music something out together, to play, right? So oh. we're, so we're driving the other day and we had something on and he's he's like, I want to be the DJ. So he you know asked to use the phone, gave gave him the phone, and then we're driving and then all of a sudden I don't know how he found it, but planet rock came on <laughs> right oh so you think you think he just, huh you think he <laughs> <laughs> he said it's contentious now <laughs> um so do you think he just stumbled upon it just based yeah on, like, i think i think because we had I, th- I think we had some kind of like 80s hip-hop playlist on there and he right. started looking around at the covers for the singles and he thought that i'm guessing that he picked that because he thought the the, he knew what a DJ looked like because it had some kind of DJ cover on it. But when it came on and he saw, he was looking for my, he's like looking for my reaction now if I like what he's picked out. So oh, when, that, when that came on, you know, I had to do a double take. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know. Okay. And then we both, and I got hype and my wife got hype and then he just started going nuts. He's like, yeah, I picked the best <laughs> song. Yeah, let's rock out. You know, That's so, dope. That's real So dope. now he's... <laughs> So now, yeah, yeah. So now he's every time we're out driving around and we can't find, you know, one of us puts on a song that's not that great. You know, he's asking for it because he wants to try to find, you know, the good good music to put on. And what's ill is that you kind of like, in a sense, I mean, it's kind of programming. But the more you, you know, like every time you react to a song, he'll like bookmark in his brain. This is a dope song. Yeah, yeah. And if it keeps, you know, repetitively. He's gonna have this playlist himself yep. of yeah. dope ass tracks, you know. I mean, it's no different than when when we were growing up. I'm well, sure because like, because I, I think about like what my mom used to play like when she was cleaning the house or whatever, and it was right. you know a bunch of like old school merengue and salsa. And to this day, if I hear them joints, I'm like I lose it. And and I'm the, I wouldn't call myself a, the biggest you know Latin music guy, but I I definitely you know I get down with it when I hear it, but especially those classics. That's how I feel about disco. My my older cousins in LA used to play disco when I was in the house, and it's not like I you know know disco and necessarily really grew up on it like that, but it brings back good feelings. Like you know like like when I got older and I was DJing, I actually went out and started trying to put disco into my set and make it oh, like perfect. part of my hip hop set. Okay, you know and, it, and early in the, in my in, in like you know when I would start the club off or start start my set off, I would play some disco records that kind of would work, you know? And you know who helped kind of, like, usher in some disco into hip-hop was, especially when Wycliffe did that joint, the, what was the joint that he did? Oh, the Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, that yeah. one, you know? So that that oh, kind of helped to, to get people onto that. And, and the other thing, too, that is, to me, you know, especially if you're around my age, is 80s pop, to me, hands down, like, brings back yeah. so many memories of my childhood and movies and stuff. That I'll put on one of those playlists and I'll be transported to being a little kid riding bicycle around the neighborhood up to no good, you know, with doing little mystery things and setting things on fire or whatever the craziness <laughs> that I was up to. <laughs> 
you be here, you be here some TKA, and then you be no, no, blowing no, no, shit that, up. That, that's not TK. No, more, more that, Stevie that, B. Uh, Stevie <laughs> B. <laughs> that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you, like, when you say '80s pop, what is? I mean, Cindy Lauper, Madonna. Okay. It's you know, like, like that type of stuff from back uh, in the day. Yeah, like little, you little know, soft cell mode. I don't know. <laughs> you know those. Those groups, there was a bunch of, you know, the cover girls or whatever. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Okay. The sound, you know what has a good soundtrack? Or well, I don't know if it's an official playlist. Stranger Things. Oh, they do. That's oh, true. do they? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they put a lot of dope music in that. <clears throat> so would you guys, so this is kind of veering off, but still within the realm. What would you think about your kids wanting to have a career in music? Would you encourage that or would you... Uh, I, I mean, I think my answer is going to be very different from yours just because I have never been directly involved in the music business. But I, being affiliated with you guys and just hearing things like I generally speaking, I, I guess I'll, I'll say I've, I'm supportive of wherever they want to go. But I have some fundamental rules that I think they need to listen to and kind of abide by, which are basically make sure that whatever you're getting yourself into, you're very passionate about. Right. And. and and not just say it, but like help them understand what passion actually translates to. Cause you know, you find yourself hearing that often, but until you actually feel passionate about something, you don't really know what the hell that means. And right. so we go through things now where, you know, I, I highlight for them, like when I see them very passionate about something. So I kind of translate that into whatever career, et cetera, and just give them examples. But music particularly, like I'm like, yo, take a crack at it, bro. But understand that it's not the smoke and mirrors that you see on TV. And that's going to take years for me to really, you know, get them to understand. But I, I, I wouldn't have any issue with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't have an issue particularly about it. Um, But I would try to, like, drive the, the kind of similar what Manny's saying. I would take my life experiences and try to explain, like, you have to, first of all, be genuinely passionate about Anything in the arts. And I had this conversation actually with my goddaughter. I don't know if I told you guys about this. Paul had hit me up. My boy Paul uh, on the Godfathers, the three of his, his first daughters. Drink Champ Sports. Drink, drink Champ Sports. Yeah, drink Champ Sports. And um, the middle one, Didi, she's interested in acting. So Paul asked me to, to speak to her about it. And I told her basically, you know, like, it's not an easy road. If you pick anything in the arts, you don't do it for money. Don't do it because you think you're going to become famous or anything like that. Do it purely because you really, this is your passion and approach it from an artistic point of view and try to learn the craft, you know, go take acting classes, do all this stuff and, and, you know, learn about the culture of acting, the history of acting and just dive into it and then have your, your, your real plan, which is like your money making plan in life. And that should be kind of like your hobby that you're really passionate about until it becomes the primary thing that you do in life that, that brings you uh, money. So that's what I would tell my kids. I, you know, I would want them to, to follow their passions as long as they're really passionate about it. But realistically, you know, know that, you know, there's things you can do along the way early on that can set yourself up so that your, your hobby, that's your, AKA your passion, you know, you can do it and still, you know, live a comfortable life until that starts to create the revenue stream for you to just do that full time. Yeah, it's how about like, you, Kay? Uh, yeah, probably about like, about the same in, in line with you guys. I mean, um, I mean, I do think there's there's probably a need for more uh, doctors and, <laughs> and right. you know, 
folks good, like good doctors, folks like that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, if being someone who was passionate about music or is passionate about music or being passionate about something, and and you know, you have that driving force inside of you that kind of won't let you stop. I think for my son, if 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 he ended up going that route or wanted to explore that route, would just be to also emphasize that um you know to cultivate his other skills because those other skills even if it's not directly related right now that that'll all come into play you know what i mean right. it's like all this all the kind of like plan b kind of side things that that maybe i was cultivating while i was mainly focused on music those were the things that ended up you know helping me get into other opportunities um that you know afforded me more money or more more you know situations uh but still allowed me to do music and became music related so right hmm. well but, you know that's, that's hard it's hard to get a kid to understand you, you know that, who's, who's <laughs> probably <laughs> who's probably the, the the most ideal um example example is uh i forget this i don't know where he's from he's he's an asian comedian dude the one from uh from hangover oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I his story it. i mean i don't know what fully but from what it seems from what I, all the different parts that i've heard is that he was a doctor he is a doctor he is a doctor yeah and he you know made you know had a career being a doctor and decided at one point with the support of his family to to pursue comedy which was his passion but he already had this career as being a doctor and now and it's funny because now he he's in a TV show where he plays a doctor. So you yeah. imagine so that actually comes full circle because he cool. actually you know he's a comedian and it's a comedy, but he he knows what he's talking about as a doctor in the show. Ken, Ken John, yeah, he's him. he's Ken pretty John. ill, man. He's pretty ill. <clears throat> I mean, not that you know, for you to become a doctor and I mean it's not impossible. But I'm just saying that's like. That's hard, yeah. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's and then and then he became successful as a comedian, and he has what like the number one. They had like the number one movie recently with Crazy Rich. Uh, oh, oh he's yeah. a national okay. agent. Yeah. <laughs> so, and not to, be con- funny, not, not to be confused with Crazy Rich Haitians. Yeah, Crazy <laughs> Rich <laughs> Haitians. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Well, the chick, the 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 tennis player that could go double. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Easy rich Asian Haitians. <laughs> yo, I think yo, he went to Duke and UNC. Are you doing Google search there? Hell yeah. <laughs> Wikipedia. You're the Googler on our show? <laughs> hey, when I'm in front of a computer, watch out. Yo, he's the man. So to me, that's the type I mean, that's the ideal path that I would want for my daughter if she wants to pursue the arts. I, I want her it doesn't have to be a doctor, but I think she should have like a like a you know something that's more stable type of career that she can fall back on and 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 then and then the hobby and the passion which I sh- not to take away anything from the passion she should go full throttle on that passion give it the equal but then you know that's her hobby until it you know it flips <clears throat> awesome. yeah. yeah yeah I mean I, I I think you know the the strategy like they should have a foundational strategy in their approach toward a career or multiple potentially right as they're going through school etc like start thinking you know at a certain age start thinking about all right i'm i'm deeply in love with this thing so i have a cousin for instance that goes to um the rhode island school of design which is very prestigious like art school 
a world-renowned school, very difficult to get into, but she was able to get in there. And she, I mean, she can freehand draw, like like classical art, I guess is what I would call it. You know, paint and all that good stuff. And now she, she's she just started her junior year, and she's at the point where she's like, okay, I really still enjoy doing this. School has been ridiculously difficult, but she's still, she's like, I'd rather do the grunt work and all the difficult stuff for this that I enjoy, even though I hate, you know, the grunt work. Than having to do it for a different line or a different career because I know it would I would be depressed, and all then right. but now but she's smart she's like all right I know it's probably hard to be a painter and me and make money to survive so she's like how do I flip this into a a lane that makes sense and so she's exploring potentially doing like interior design work and kind of leveraging her her artistic expression in other ways while still doing painting and other stuff and trying to get commissioned to do projects. But I was like, see, that's smart because you don't have to deviate too far off and potentially still <clears throat> land in a place where you can utilize your skill set to you know, make more money than you think you would if you just went full on painting. There, there is another another path that is the one probably we, me and Kevin at the, at the least are probably closer to, which is and I told this to my goddaughter. I was like, I'm not saying that you, not to go and just follow, you know, headfirst into your passion. But just if you do understand the struggles that potentially lie ahead. And if you can go and, and, and you're willing to go through those struggles, then no one can tell you not to go you know, down that path because you're willing to go through the dark side. And then not even knowing if you'll be successful, which is the main thing Yeah, that you you're so passionate about something. That you know that you may not even be successful, and you're willing to go into the darkness to to, to try to attain it, you know. Because I, the way I look at it is that it's been, and I say this in, from experience of you know not going necessarily, you know, I went to college or whatever, I got my AA or whatever, and it took me forever to even get that, and the struggle of like sometimes the stress of not having, you know, a college degree or or a career to fall back on and. And it's just like it's all on me, and then and then ent- entertainment industry is so fickle, and it and it comes in waves. Like you know, the way you make money sometimes, and you have to be able to have these different skills. Like Heather says, you know, and not everybody can can pivot to different things um, successfully. So you know, maybe if I had a skill, like I could actually sing or rap <laughs> or do some shit, you know, um, it would be different. But most people. It's just going to be tough, and, and that's the only thing I wouldn't want for my own daughter. I wouldn't want her to sit there and be struggling and stressing and growing white hairs like me because, <laughs> you know, the, you know George Bush put us in a recession, and the first thing that people cut are budgets in, in yeah. the music industry that, that, you know, affect me first and foremost. And yeah. so, it's, yeah. I, th- I think also just, you know, what I'm going to hammer home for him, for my son, is just, you know, just and this is just generally speaking like what your what your own definition and expectations of success are in right. kind of whatever you do you know um i used to teach at a uh, at a music college and um you know it's like a lot of young kids are in there and their expectation of success or what their definition is is basically what they see on you know what what a, a major pop star success is right and, you know and that's it's not that, the average nah you know that's 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 not the norm so but right. but there's plenty of people who can make a living at 
doing what they love um, by just kind of tweaking and fine-tuning and having some self-awareness of where they're at or what they should strive. You know, right. always strive for, for, for as much as... Greatness. You, yeah, strive for greatness, but also, you know, have a have a success level. You don't have to be a billionaire to be, you know, have a happy, successful life. Right. So I think just when it comes time to uh, start having those kind of convos with my son, you know, be interesting to see how, if he even takes that in or if he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what's, what you're saying is very interesting and I think it goes back to just parenting because I think the example that we lead as parents in front of our children kind of helps them understand and define success for themselves and if you know not to not to take away from the the dude that the person that does this but if we're all about flossing and about being in the in the best car and the best gear and the best restaurants and the best hotels and everything's about the best and fly, no matter you know at all cost you know showing off then that's the example that your kid and then your kid might be like i have to, this is the only way that i'm gonna make my, my parents proud, to be able to floss, to make this kind of money, to, you know, do this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like instilling those, those, those morals and, and, and those, those things in, in a child that I think make a big difference for, for what they think success looks like or is. Because <laughs> if they see their family happy and, you know, to us, having fucking pizza on a Friday is a big deal. Right. It's not caviar on a Tuesday. Right. Then to them... Just being happy with, you know, friends and family and having pizza and some beers might be, you know, like a successful day for them, you know, on a, on a smaller scale. So. Or just learning learning appreciation early on. Like, none of this yeah, stuff, you know, definitely. none of this stuff is guaranteed, so. Right. And materials don't mean shit in the long run. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, so, so fa- family is actually an interesting. We went one. mad hippie right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's cool. You that's got some, cr- some rapper saying, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Crunchy time. Uh, so, so you guys hit it on the head, like the, the family aspect, for instance, that you referenced E, um, that is kind of how my wife and I, we, we didn't set this as our goal per se, but this is kind of organically how things have played themselves out is like, we, we seek opportunities all the time to try to combine families, you know, and get them with their cousins and right. uncles and aunts and, you know, grandparents and et cetera, as often as possible, because that fabric and that bond that you create will give them, I think, a lot more perspective just from a, a generational perspective right. than a lot of the stuff, because we come from a very similar upbringing and pattern of living. And so, like, you know, when, when I was down in Florida for that month, um, that that was the entire purpose of that trip. It was like, how do we maximize every single day so that we can get them as close to their family as possible that we don't get a chance to see all that often? Right. And, and so, like, that coupled with some of those foundational principles creates, like, I mean, I'm seeing it now, and my 5-year-old and my 11-year-old are, are the best examples of that. You just focus on accepting them for who they are as best you can, you know, within reason, right? Not them doing crazy shit and breaking shit, but like, you know, set a certain set of parameters. And, and they, they, I mean, they, like the old adage says, it's not what you say, it's what you do that they really vibe off of. And it's it's been really interesting so far to see all that play out. Especially like since we started this podcast, like when I was coming down to my basement, my son was like, Dad, you're about to record? And I'm like, <laughs> 
what are you like? I didn't even realize that he knew what I was doing. Right. And he's like, is this for fatherhoods? And I was like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Why are you spying on me? <laughs> and then he's like, when are we going to record ours? I'm like, oh, you want to do a podcast? Let's he's do like, it. yeah. I was like, all right, we'll see where that goes. Childhoods. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have a special. Hey. We'll have a special episode where we put the kids on here too. Yeah, bring your kids dope. to work, Dave. Bring your kids <laughs> yeah. to podcast, Dave. That would be dope. Well, my son is obsessed with this mic. Every time he comes walking by, he's like, "You gotta turn it on, man. I gotta get, <laughs> I gotta get on the mic." It's pretty damn cool, man. I can't lie. Shout out to Sure or no Road. Road. Oh, matter. They didn't sponsor. That's all right. Yeah, they're not giving us any money yet. Notice the keyword is yet. I think I called it Sure before. <laughs> Jams. You were sure that it's road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> road. But crispy. <laughs> so uh, what 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 hot take do you have? <laughs> what hot take do you have, E, this week? Like what what have you learned from uh your daughter? What have I learned? Like that that might have shocked you or I don't know, surprised you. So, yeah, yeah, especially since you're in the uh early stages here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't say I've learned anything specific. I'm being, you know, pleasantly, like, it's just a joy to see her every day developing more and having more, you know, like, she's trying, I mean, I'm, I think she's trying to talk, like, me and my my girl think, but she's making more noises and she's being more animated. She's grabbing at things more. She's, like, touching my beard. I'm, she's probably wondering, is this Santa Claus or my dad? Um, <clears throat> so... It's just you know it's just it's just crazy to see every single day her development, and it really every day there's like almost like you see a little step further in her development. Uh, tomorrow's a big day because we're going to her doctor. Um, oh yeah, uh, appointment, and uh, you know we got to make decisions on this vaccine stuff tomorrow. <clears throat> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think tomorrow we talked about that la- last episode. Yeah. So now it's D Day. Yep. Mm-mm. Well, have you guys have you guys figured out kind of what path you want to take, or is it going to be spur of the moment at, at the conversation? Well, I mean, uh, we know that we want to do we want to do some of the main vaccines, and we want to do them spread out. Yeah, and I think I don't know which one of you said it that uh, you know doing them spread out helps you figure out if there is some kind of a a reaction, so you can narrow it down to like the one or two that you had that time so we're definitely going to do that but then you know my girl was reading some you know some stuff about the different vaccines out there and some of them just sound so crazy man like if you read them you're just like why are they injecting this into a baby <laughs> i mean it's, it's kind of like those commercials where you hear like yeah like oh take this you know like viagra for instance right. back in the day and then it's like oh you might die <laughs> right my girl's reading she's it's like giving you the causes breakdown. diarrhea one no in, sleep shingles hives <laughs> one in 13 and then it says like one in fourteen thousand die it's like yo what the fuck <laughs> like really like so and no, all jokes aside the one baby out of the 14 that's devastating yeah. whoever that one baby out of the fourteen thousand yeah. is so, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's more reasons why a baby will have that kind of reaction. Maybe they have something more physically, you know, rare that, that reacts to the vaccine. But, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Like, my, we're, we're wondering, do we need the polio one? You know, when is when was the last time polio broke out? It, it, actually, but, it actually made a, a small return not too long ago. It's right now. 
I mean, my thing with, with some of these things that were like, oh, when was the last time? I'm saying to myself, and, you know, I'm, I meant to tell her, but I didn't really get to talk about it. If we're going to – if we plan on traveling with the baby at any point, we she needs to be vaccinated because yeah. you get in a plane, you go to an airport, and there's people from all over the world carrying all kinds of shit. So that's oh, yeah. just – that's just as bad as people who like you know how they vaccinate you mandatory before you go to Africa or before you go to Asia. It's the same shit without the vaccinations. Obviously, there's a reason why they vaccinate you. I mean, it's probably because of the water or whatever. But but still, you know, that's the thing that I'm afraid of exposing her in, in places like that, like a plane or airport. And we do plan on traveling with her so she could meet her family in, in Los Angeles. So we have to get these vaccinations. <clears throat> you guys would be fine. Because yeah. Not, whichever way you decide, don't. Uh, I mean, I, I I hate saying this to people, but I f- I feel like it's something that I I typically do say. It's like first parents when they have their first kid. And I know both of you either ha- only have one at this stage, but like when that happens, there's like this hyper. Yeah, you know, yeah, super that, which is to- totally paranoid. natural. Yeah, yeah, which is totally natural. But you know that's why I encourage people to have a second or third or fifth. <laughs> Everybody tells right? me that. Because yeah, what, I hear the same thing. The, the, the things that you dis, dis, decide to ignore for kid two is like you almost Everything? feel bad. You almost feel bad. You're, you're like the kid will be crying and shit, and you're like, because you kind of get a rhythm of when they're crying right. for real or, or when it's just yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. So then you're like, you just ignore it, and it's just background noise, and then people come to your house and they're like. Oh my God! Is something wrong? Nah, I just bullshitting around. I just want you know whatever, and then they look at you like you're crazy. But then it works out to be you know just whatever. Yo, so, it's funny to me. Me and my girl were remembering the first night in the hospital, how when the baby started crying, you know, we both got up and we were like, "What do we do?" <laughs> and then it took both of us to change the diaper. And in the middle of both of us changing the diaper, the nurse walks in and it's like. Just like sugar head. <laughs> am- amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Manny, who's on who's on homework duty in your house? Would you guys flip it up? So my wife used to be well, let we're probably gonna have to decide that now because my son just entered kindergarten. Yeah, when I was working nine to five, she would be the one. Um but it didn't take long. So my daughter, who's now 11, by second grade, yeah, by second grade, she would come home, do yeah, her own got thing. the grace of God going on over there. Yeah, no, sorry. Got that, got that God light. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. <laughs> second, by second grade, she, was, she would know to come home, you know, get her books out, probably have a snack before, dig into her homework, and be done in like an hour and a half. And if she had a question or two, whatever she would ask. But we we kind of put it in on her shoulders, and we're like, "Yo, you got to do your homework," which means you have to pay attention in class. Which means if there's a question that you have on the stuff that's being covered, you need to make sure you get up and ask, because I don't want to hear you telling me when you get home I don't get it, because if you don't get it, that means either you weren't paying attention, or this homework is like pulling something out of somewhere that you guys didn't even study or go right. over. So she took she took that on upon herself and was like, "Yo, I gotta get serious about this shit." And like, if I have a question, that shit better be like a legit question that that makes sense. So I mean, you know, we so it was my wife to long winded answer. <laughs> it was my wife, but I think it's gonna fall on me for my son and his kindergarten exploits. 
Kennedy. How about you? Um, right now, it's been my wife. Well, we just kindergarten. We've been like four weeks in on kindergarten now. Oh, that's and, right. That's right. Yeah. So she's. Yeah, been, is there homework? Oh yeah. Kindergarten. Yeah. It's yeah crazy, dog. Man. I don't remember having homework. Crazy. That's because we didn't. The <laughs> yeah. extent of our extent of our homework was like, yo, color this piece of paper. Try to stay in the lines. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently my son's now like he's a perfectionist so wow you know he'll do something wrong <laughs> and then he's gonna erase it and do it again so like the the sheet on the homework says it's supposed to take 15 minutes but it ends up taking an hour because <laughs> he wants to get it all right but i'm yeah we're gonna have to but i'm about to have to we're gonna switch jump, switch in. It up, jump in a little bit yeah and, yeah and and check it out are you guys worried being that this is going to happen sooner to you guys than me, that you just look stupid and don't know the stuff that they're studying. I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little uh, not worried about it, but it's crossed my mind because I mean, some of that stuff, a lot of it that you learn in school, it's not like it's super yeah, practical. You, you know, you forget like, it. Yeah. Well, not only that, but the way it's taught is yeah, different. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, totally different. Like division now, bro. I don't. I don't know division anymore. I cannot divide shit. The way they want you to divide things. I mean, like, just bring me an apple pie and I got you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yo, my daughter came and she tried to explain to me. I was like, yo, you got it? You good? You bringing home good grades? I don't need to know. Just keep cranking them out. Right. This shit, yo, this shit's nuts. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Well, if she does when she does history, I'll look forward to that because that's the subject that I like. Well, yeah, it's also... It's also interesting because now you know i'm looking and seeing all right i'm definitely gonna have to go in and whatever they get taught in school then it's like the parents responsibility if they really if they i guess if they care to go in and kind of teach the actual truth of the matter <laughs> you know what i'm like saying filter like it, you mean no nah, i mean you know so basically they're gonna get history books or they're gonna get whatever they which they, have all the taught, wrong history which basically. is gonna yeah you know <laughs> yeah. so uh, so then it's up to us to go in and and fill, fill the gaps yeah but is it filling the gaps or is it creating like i wonder if doing that also creates you know like friction for them in the classroom where they start to like you yeah, know i guess it depends question on the teacher yeah i guess it depends on how they go back to the teacher with that information or if they go back you know it's like if you they learn one thing and then you kind of give them a, a a broader scope a more you know I guess correct version of it, and then if they go back and say, "Tell the teacher, no, you're wrong," you know, in front of the class, and that's right. where you run into potential here issues. Comes, here comes militant Milton again. <laughs> yeah, <so I've, laughs> I think it's probably it's, here comes the you know like liberals <laughs> Lammy over here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably just having you, you know you got to have a conversation with your kid about all right when to you know when to use the knowledge, right. And then you I, gotta, mean, I, I think you got to show them examples in other books because just coming from you might seem like opinion. Yeah. That go back and if, and if they do go back to the teacher, it'd be cool if they went back with an educated like discussion or you know a response to whatever the teacher. Well, no, I read this, 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 this. You know, and it's like kind of it becomes like this educational thing versus yeah. them just you know taking on the teacher like you liar. Yeah. I mean, luckily. <laughs> all right. Luckily, right now, all he's doing is practicing doing his lowercase a's and stuff. I thought there were 28 letters in the alphabet. <laughs> <Right>. Liar! 
<laughs> Yo, I just noticed because in my screen and for the people listening, we we watch each other on Skype. That's why we said uh, Keller had God's grace because the sun was on his face. But my my head is over Manny's hat, and then for a second I thought he had like one of those like like gifts over his head of oh. like a thing, <laughs> the <dancing> got floating. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. Oh shit! So yeah, education. Yep. Boom. Booyaka shot. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a perfect place to stop. All right. And on that <laughs> note, <laughs> here here at Fatherhoods, we don't have time to bullshit. So we're right. out of here. Yeah, that's right. We got, we got, we got, we got shit to do. <laughs> Change. Yo, so um, so a couple questions I have. Oh, I thought we I thought we ended it. We did. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. Say bye, everyone. Bye. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.